Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthy for Life podcast, where we will be discussing maintainable, sustainable, conscious living. I'm your host, Sarah Grace, and thanks for joining me. Hey everyone, welcome back to my Healthy for Life podcast. I am super excited today about my guests that are joining me. Uh, Lisa Henke, she is a health advocate and Dr. Barbara Borland. They together have a business called Integrative Wellness Solutions. And I've brought them in today to share their personal stories, kind of how they met and got started and what they do at um, their business together and how they're helping people, um, especially here in the local Tampa area. So thank you ladies so much for joining me. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. And um, I want to get into a, a little bit about what you both do together at Integrative Wellness Solutions and kind of just tell us a little bit about um, your business. Okay, well, thank you so much for having us. We appreciate the opportunity to, to uh, let people know what we're doing. Uh, we've been together now uh, as uh, business partners for, it's not quite 10 years yet, but it's been a while. It's been a while, and we know each other from way back, and that's a whole other story, which will be kind of interesting to go over <laughs> yeah. if we have time. But right now, uh, we focus together on helping uh, individuals who are seeking um, to learn the foundations of health. And we, we talk to lots and lots of uh, men and women. Uh, all of them are interested in understanding why they got to where they are in terms mm -hmm. of chronic disease, or they're interested in preventing that. And we don't focus on treatment of diseases. We focus on the foundations of health. So we do that several ways. We do a lot of education. Uh, we do a lot of, of counseling and coaching. And then we have uh, some very selected uh, medical technologies that we offer to help people build a strong foundation. And a few supplements. Yeah. Okay. And yes, yeah, so I have been, I've had the pleasure to, uh, get to know Lisa a little. She has helped me quite a bit with some of my local events for the Grace Foundation and, um, her energy and her, uh, just joy for life really kind of inspired me to, um, get to know her better. And then I learned about, you know, Lisa working with Barbara and, and so that's why I wanted to bring them in today. And so how did you guys meet and um, what really inspired you to start um, Integrative Wellness Solutions? Well, 20 years ago, I walked into this doctor's office and had the mammograms and everything. And a day later, she called me and said, you have breast cancer. You walked that, into Bar Dr. Okay, Borland's. Okay. I walked into Dr. Borland's center. She had a, a breast center. Okay. And a day later, she called with the news that I had breast cancer. Wow. And, you know, the shock and everything. But she really helped me figure out what the next steps were. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward five years, she diagnosed the second breast cancer. Wow. And so we became fast friends. Mm -hmm. And then over the next few years, actually, she didn't diagnose the third breast cancer, but she trained the guy that did because she mm -hmm. had retired. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but what happened over that time, actually, Barbara really got into the health, the foundations of health before I did. And I was seeking and searching because I knew if at 44 I got breast cancer and I was healthy, you know, if I didn't do something, things weren't going to turn out real well. 
Absolutely. So Barbara got involved in some supplements that were really addressing the root of health. Mm-hmm. And then we decided we wanted to share that information mm-hmm. with other people. We both went back to Duke. We both retired from our corporate jobs, went back to Duke University and became um, health and wellness coaches. Mm-hmm. So we really wanted to learn how to help people. And we've just done it together ever since. And I think the major glue that keeps us together is we both just want to glorify God as we're doing it. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Barbara, you have a background as an MD or you're retired now, but a medical doctor. And, um, can you tell us a little bit then about your, um, past experience and like what you were doing in your practice and that sort of thing? Yes, I was in uh, diagnostic radiology for 27 years. Uh, It was a fantastic career, a very blessed time in my life uh, where I was able to uh, institute some practices in the uh, standard Western medicine community that addressed the needs of women facing the possibility of breast cancer and kind of rocked the world here for a little while. It was really fun. I enjoyed that. <laughs> but it, what, what I did back then is now would be considered standard of care now. I just right. happened to have the blessing of being able to be involved in getting it started here in the Tampa Bay area. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was time for me to retire, um, not because I was burned out. I just had other things to do in life, uh, and it was time to move on. And so I retired uh, in 2013. Now, how I got turned to doing what I'm doing now is the same story as so many people who are interested in a holistic health care. It's because there is something in their personal life that gets their attention. Yeah. You find that to be the case, I'm Mm -hmm. sure, with all the people you work with. Um, But that was the case for me. I'm now married 17 years to my most amazing husband, who, when I married him, uh, was doing pretty well, but then had a recurrence of a significant, not a life-threatening health problem, but a very aggravating health issue. Mm -hmm. And we had to go elsewhere than my Western medicine colleagues to help him. And it was in that, in the course of that, that I had my eyes opened and realized that I had so much more I could, I could learn about medicine Mm -hmm. by going into, um, the more, um, more holistic uh, approach to things. And it's just been my passion ever since. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure that you saw in your practice, you know, with radiology and diagnosing cancer, I mean, you probably just saw person after person and, and really how it it can be so devastating for their, their lives, but you don't have a, a whole lot of answers for them other than, okay, here's your treatment protocol. But it's like, I feel like sometimes when we integrate more holistic approaches to health, we're treating the person and the whole body and looking at their, you know, their emotional, their mental, their physical health. And it just seems to me that it offers a lot more hope for them, you know, instead of like, here's your diagnosis, you can grab a heart pillow and some candies on your way out. You know, that's what made me so upset with my mom in in her battle with cancer. It was like, okay, you have three to five years to live. Well, um, you know, here's a knitted uh, hat that you can put on as your hair falls out and we'll see you next week for your treatment. I know. You know, and it's like... I. I have to say, I'm, there's a, probably a really good reason why I didn't go into the treatment aspects of, of cancer, yeah. that I found my niche in the diagnostic part, because that's where I felt such a personal attachment 
to the process. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have been that excited about pushing the chemotherapy drugs that that there's a lot of reasons for that. I I have to be frank. It wasn't back then. It wasn't because I was opposed to that. Uh, It had nothing to do with that. I just found it not that uh, emotionally satisfying. Yeah. So, so when I was in the, uh, the field of uh, breast cancer detection, my, my wheelhouse was the interpersonal interaction. That Mm. was what I loved the most. Um, so I would say that for cancer patients in particular, um, there's a great deal, uh, left to be done to support the person as a whole. I don't have any answers for that. I, I, I'm very, um, I'm very careful about what we make recommendations for in terms of alternative uh, treatments for cancer, because we don't know as much about that either. So what I'd really rather focus on is where I can do something that I know will help. And that's in the prevention side. Absolutely. So I can't fix the world. I can, but I can help with that part. Right. But even we have clients who are going through significant cancer battles. And we really don't address, you know, we listen to your doctors. You've chosen to have this path. But we will help them also with the foundation of their health as they're going through that. With their energy, with their nutrition. So it's it's very complicated, but there is hope. That's the amazing thing is now people... 20 years ago, people didn't have the options. Right. I made some decisions to not do some treatment, and it was seen as heresy back then. Mm-hmm. Now people do have options. Right. That's and right. having been through it three times, Lisa, what, um, I mean, you definitely have experienced probably all sides of the coin when it comes to um, a diagnosis and, and what goes along with that, and then going through the treatment but you've since then obviously changed your lifestyle and your, um, your health is probably a lot different than it was back when you were first diagnosed, would you say, or, or is this been like a lifestyle you've been living for a long time? Well, I think that when I was first diagnosed, my friends thought, how did this really, really healthy 44 year old get breast cancer? Right. But what I've since learned is I was doing the standard American diet. I was mm, low fat. The sad diet. Yes. You know, I, I, but I was eating all the vegetables, but all my vegetables were soaked in chemicals. Right. So I, I didn't understand that the food that I was eating that was supposedly healthy actually was contributing to my illness because right. it just, the preservatives, the chemicals you know, the 100 calorie little packs that are supposed to be good for you are just laden with preservatives and chemicals. Mm -hmm. And so since then, I mean, we, I think we're at 90% clean. I mean, you can't, you can't go out to a restaurant and not eat something that doesn't have some sort of preservative in it. Right. But over the years, I think slowly but surely, we have learned, both Barbara and I, to eat food that is not processed, to eat food that's clean. Mm-hmm. I also want to just add the whole aspect of chronic stress, which mm-hmm. was a major part of, I believe, the reason that Lisa was diagnosed mm-hmm. with breast cancer. Um, and that's the one thing that I kept noticing when in my, my decades of helping women with breast cancer, it was became a story almost of like, well, 
what is this woman's story going to be? Because it always seemed like when you sat down and talked with the lady and, and her family, some major thing had been happening in the years prior to the diagnosis. Absolutely. Agree and with I that. kept wondering about that. And my Western medicine training kept telling me, and I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but kept telling me, stress has nothing to do with chronic disease. Stress has nothing to do with cancer. I, and I kept saying to myself, but they're all like super stressed. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, really sad, sad stories, um, you know, of, of, of not having control over, over things that were happening to them. Well, I've since learned, of course, that there are very profound physiologic reasons why chronic stress can, can cause physical stress. Yep. And one of the manifestations can be cancer, but it can also be diabetes. It can be cardiovascular disease. It can be autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. But chronic stress is incredibly important to address. Yes. And I, and I was even going to ask what you think about an emotional component uh, for breast cancer. Because I, or even cancer in general, that there sometimes seems to be um, a pattern of, like you said, it could be stress or even with a trauma mm-hmm. in the, in the past that maybe was never dealt with or, um, a, just a certain personality type. Cause I, I saw that in my mom and looking back and, and spending so much time thinking, why did it happen to her? Because like you, she was the kind of like a picture of health. I mean, she had just done a triathlon when she was diagnosed, you know, and she was the last person you would think would end up with a diagnosis. So I racked my brain, but I know a lot of her childhood and some of the baggage and things that she carried and she had trouble releasing that. And again, that can add stress, I think exactly. in the life, you know, in your life. And I feel like there's a real chemical component to that. Well, we have to be careful about looking for one root cause right. of things like cancer. Um, and I, I would agree with you that in some cases, um, the stress that is manifested by elevated cortisol and all of the things right. that happen in the hormone cascade, that that for some people, the, the um, inability to overcome past trauma, emotional trauma, is a component of that. But mm-hmm. the, the thing that I have learned so much about uh, and appreciated so much in my, my training since retiring is that you can't, the, the body is like a giant puzzle. Yes. And most of us have a few pieces that are a little bit out of place and it's not enough to cause a, an identified problem. Mm-hmm. But, but there's always a tipping point where there are too many things out of place and then the body responds mm-hmm. by acting poorly and not supporting us. For some people, that will be cancer for others. As I said, you know, so many different types of chronic disease. But for some people, the emotional trauma may be the more, may be the more critical, but it's never by itself. There's right. always other yep. things. That's why foundations of health are so critical to teach. What, what I look back on and I say, okay, I was healthy. But you think about this. I was running. I was a runner. I was working 70 hours a week. I had an incredible job, you know, that I never thought I would get. And I was eating all kind of processed foods. Mm -hmm. And you were in charge of all those people. Yeah, I had like 25 sales reps. I was herding cats. But I thought I had an ideal 
idyllic life. Right. But what happened is all of those things put too much pressure on my physical health. Yep. And we never know what it is. So what we do now is minimize your exposure to the things that are not good for you. Maximize, you know, your stress relief and everything. So it's really minimizing what's not good and maximizing Mm -hmm. what is good. And I'll add a third, and that's placing priorities in your life. So Absolutely. minimizing the bad influences, maximizing the things that nurture your body, and then prioritize the things that are important in your life. And mm. that's really the key. Yeah, I just had Erin Gugino here. Do you know her with um, Conscious? She has that yes, seed conscious. of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we spoke about, because she does like breath work and healing and meditation and all of that. And how, again, that this conversation I love having because it all falls under the scope of living that mindful, conscious, sustainable lifestyle where we're living with a preventative mindset and we're not waiting for something to happen and only thinking about the right now and what I have to do or what feels good to me right now. But we have to think long term and we, we, you guys are a perfect example of what you're doing at your business and encouraging people and supporting them to, to use the tools, you know, to prevent or to strengthen their health in order to, to live a long, you know, prosperous life. And so I think that's really amazing. And so a lot of your past experiences together are what have led you to be able to have your business today and what you're doing then, I guess, tell everyone, um, specifically about some of the, the type of patients or people that come into your, your business and how you're helping them. Why don't you tell Ron and Charlene? Oh, okay. Well, that's one example. Um, yeah, so we have, um, we have two types of clients that end up finding us, and one is the people like us who just want to be cutting edge and know what's, what, what can I do, what more can I do? Right. And we, of course, those are just our our bread and butter. We love that. But then the second type of client is the one who does find themselves uh, at a critical point in their life where they're having to deal with a lot of chronic disease and they really just don't know. They're following, you know, they're trying their best to wind their way through the system, but they um, they need help and they need help with the basics. So mm-hmm. those would be the two kinds of clients. And Lisa mentioned uh, our, our adorable couple, <laughs> Ron and, and, and Charlene, who are in their 70s. And we met them through a, a neurologist, Dr. Spiegel, that oh, we okay. work with. In um, yeah, in in Clearwater, and uh, we had the opportunity to um, ex- uh, show them the Beamer, which is one of the medical technologies that we just absolutely, uh, you know, can in all faith just tell people it's just going to make you great. You know, it really helps you so much. So we introduced them to that not as a treatment for the problem that Charlene was having, which is dementia, but really just to support her as she tried to to uh, overcome some of her struggles. Well, one of the greatest moments was when I went to see them for their six-week um, follow-up, and Ron, who originally was just so scared and so stoic and so worried about their future because he was seeing his wife kind of falling apart in front of him. He had color in his face. He had joy on his face. He was smiling. And I said, what's going on? And he says, 
I'm not afraid anymore. That is what we live for. Right. We love that. So what exactly um, is the Beamer? What does it do? Well, the Beamer, it's very, it's a class one medical device and it's a mat that you lay on and it stimulates microcirculation. But what it really does is get to the foundation of your health. If you can put more oxygen and more nutrition into your cells Mm -hmm. and have better waste removal, you will get healthier. Right. And so what the Beamer does is stimulate that by 30% more. It's a simple, you lay on a mat eight minutes twice a day. And we found it about three years ago. And I have to tell you, we were a little skeptical because it was like, oh my goodness. But now we know hundreds of people and um, we're just seeing people get healthy every day. Is it like electromagnetic? Like what, what is in the mat? So it's a form of pulsed electromagnetic okay. frequency or PEMF. There's, there's quite a few out there, um, but this one was designed specifically to address one thing, and that's flow through the tiniest blood vessels in the body. That's what it does. It's mm-hmm. been perfectly tuned the the frequency that's used is perfectly tuned to resonate with those tiny micro vessels and the nerves that control them. Okay. So uh, yeah, it's it it's in that in the it's in the it's in the realm of what we call energy medicine. Right. But it's a beautiful blend of the of what I used to think energy medicine was, which was you know more uh, the metaphysical sort of right. bent to it, which I really didn't understand at yeah. all. <laughs> that just didn't compute in my brain at all, and uh, a blending of of incredible practices of of Eastern type of medicine, mm. but it just dovetails so perfectly with what I know about the human body from a Western medicine standpoint. They're taught, we're talking about exactly the same thing. Mm. It's energy is, you know, everything that happens in the body is based on energy. Right. Every single thing, every biochemical reaction, everything that happens is a transfer of energy. And so I've had a lot of fun learning the different lingo between Western medicine and Eastern medicine. And they think they're talking about, they think they're foreign languages, but they're really talking about the same thing. Just looking at it from a different perspective. Right. That's so interesting. Yeah, It's fascinating for me. Yeah. With the Beamer though, this is what I've done thousands of sessions. It's, it's just amazing. I have some people that can feel feel something after one session some people six weeks but this is what people tell me they have more energy better sleep more less brain fog Mm -hmm. and those and less and less discomfort so if you can get those four things by laying on a mat for eight minutes twice a day why would not everybody want a beamer? Right. I think everybody deserves a beamer. Right. <laughs> Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you guys work remotely with people or do you find that you're mostly just a local area? We have, we have several uh, clients that are... that's national. I have one international client. That's really fun. (laughs) She lives in the Isle of Man. That's so cool. Where is that? That's in between, um, uh, it's in between England and Ireland in the sea. The Isle of Man. The Isle of Man. It looks beautiful. In any case, most of our clients are in the Tampa Bay area Mm -hmm. just by default, but we're, we can help people anywhere. If we've got a, if we've got a telephone and the internet, we can help anyone. Right. it's we've found that when people refer someone to us and they're in Kansas or they're in New York, 
there's a comfort level when someone's been referred by a friend or right. someone. So we don't really have any issues with having clients that are out of state. Pretty much if you're more than two hours away, we're on the phone with you right. anyway. True. Or we're net, internet. The other things is sometimes when I'm training, I take a picture of something and I send it to them. It's, it can be that simple. Mm-hmm. And what about age range? Do you work mostly with older people or do you find that it's all different ages? It's all different ages. Um, we don't really have the opportunity to work with kids directly, mm-hmm. uh, although we have lots of education on how to help uh, with uh, pediatric health. Okay. We do a lot because I have a particular, I used to, I was a pediatrician way back. Okay. <laughs> so I have some, and then I have four grandkids, which is really my main motivation yeah. for making sure that they stay healthy. That's but awesome. in general, it, it is uh, adults. And I would say probably starting at age 35, it's really when people, when, Wake when, up, when right? people wake up and realize <laughs> that they actually might need to do something right. besides just run, 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 run. Yeah. Right. And that, wow, maybe I am getting older. Yeah. <laughs> starts to sink in a little bit. So could you tell our listeners, you know, a little bit, we were talking before we started when you first got here and, um, just about the importance of prevention and kind of that finding that fine balance. And, um, can you share with them and almost as some advice to them on what are things that, that you can do to prevent disease or even if you've had a cancer diagnosis, but how important this whole body, whole mind kind of mm-hmm. Lisa, thing you is. want to address sure. that because we we'll, can talk we'll, about we'll, the... We'll you know. jump in. Mm-hmm. I find it's, it's really three things. The first one is hydration. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask a client, how much water are you drinking or how much fluid? And they'll say lots. Right. And I say, okay, so I hold up a 16-ounce bottle of water, and they say, oh, I drink a whole 16 ounces. And I'm going, you know, that's that's not, not enough. enough. So my recommendation has been 40 ounces for a woman, 60 ounces for a man. Now, everybody says that's not enough. But if you're not drinking, you can't go from zero to 100. Right. So I really help people start hydrating and people actually see changes by just hydrating. Right. The second is clean food. Yeah. I don't think we understand that the chemicals in the food end up in our cells and our cells become dysfunctional. Yep. And our cells are the are the health of our cells is the health of us. Mm-hmm. So getting clean nutrition, great supplements, uh, and the third is really blood flow. Mm-hmm. If you're in, if your blood flow is just stagnant and it's not real efficient, you're not going to get that nutrition into your cells and oxygen into your cells and waste removal. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the top um, gentlemen, a physician, Dr. Daniel Amen, who has the Amen clinics around the country, he believes that mental health, one of the key things for mental health is blood flow. Have anything to add yeah. to that? Well, that's addressing the physical, uh, the aspects of the physical body. Uh, but in all of our discussions, we're always focusing 
on the entire uh, full aspects of health as well, Mm -hmm. which is how are your relationships? How is your spiritual life? How much rest do you get? How much sleep do you get? Yeah. There are so many components. Remember the puzzle I talked about? Yes. All of those things are pieces of the puzzle, and they all have a very direct uh, effect on the physical body. So uh, we we would love to be able to help um, every person in all aspects of holistic health, going beyond physical health, but we have to see where they're ready. So as, right. as the Lord opens up the opportunity for us to talk about things that go beyond the physical body, we will jump right in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we, we enter the door through helping them from a physical standpoint. And one thing that I see is that Western or just traditional medicine wants you to change everything at once. Mm-hmm. And people are just not wired that way. And then they get discouraged and give up and, and don't change anything. But if you can get someone to start drinking a little more water or eating a little more healthy, take it one step at a time. Look at your life and look at your wheel of health and identify something that you want to change. And, and start there. There's lots of ways to be able to make those changes. Mm-hmm. But once you make one, then you realize you can be successful in making two or three. Right. Absolutely. The whole, the whole um, concept of mindset and thought process is incredibly important in, um, in making lasting change. And we find that that is probably the most challenging aspect of helping people is are they ready to do the the mind work that's necessary in order to start making a change that's going to be last for more than just a few weeks we love helping people get to that point we absolutely love that yeah i think in our culture our society it's so much about instant gratification and quick fixes and so people have to really have that mindset change where they're willing to put in the time and energy and kind of do the steps to make lasting changes because they don't happen overnight. But I feel like with everyone that I've brought on this podcast so far, the the same thing kind of rings true, that there isn't necessarily one thing that will fix or remedy, you know, what you're dealing with it's kind of that, that accumulation or that gathering of many different things. And I feel like the best kind of treatment plan for anybody is like a tool belt, you know, and it involves nutrition, uh, supplementation, reducing stress, maybe something like the Beamer added in there, but you know, we can't pick necessarily one perfect thing and say, that's going to be the only thing. And I think it's the same with like chemotherapy for cancer. Mm-hmm. Like somebody may choose to do chemotherapy and radiation, but they, I've seen that they can get far better results and man and go through that process better when they add in the nutrition and the support from other modalities, you know, and the, the mental aspect too, you know, and it seems to be that, that just that whole body, kind of, um, approach that works best. We agree completely. Yeah. <laughs> You're singing our song. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I think it's great that we were able to coordinate and have you both here today. And 
hopefully uh, everyone listening has gained some inspiration and some tips and things that they can apply in their own lives. And again, that you don't feel overwhelmed and feel like, oh, I've got to change everything. But it's just like Lisa was saying, it's one thing at a time. You know, start with your water. How much water am I drinking? Can I add some more? Can I go with organic vegetables instead of, you know, just regular conventional? And again, looking at what am I putting on my skin every day? You know, because even touch on that. Yeah. I mean, and I've talked about that in other podcasts, but it is such a huge aspect of just being aware and conscious of, of what you're coming in contact with on a daily basis. And it's a baby steps approach you know, little by little. So tell everyone where they can find you both and follow you or contact you. And Well, our website is IWSIPRO.com. You can get us there. And I'm just going to give you my number. 727. Okay. Everybody has it. <laughs> 727-859-4350. Send me a text. And just that you want to chat, and I'll get back to you. Um, or or I, I'll i take emails. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so it's my name, Barbara Borland at gmail.com. And can you spell your last name? B-O-U-R-L-A-N-D. And Barbara, Barbara has three A's in it. Right, Barbara. Barbara Borland. And the other place is if you connect with either one of us, let us on know on Facebook. E- Facebook. Okay, yeah. Yeah, let us connect and tell us you want to be uh, on Facebook. We have a significant Facebook following, but what we do on Facebook is we pick topics of the month. We'll pick nutrition. We did vaccines. We did, um, we'll do uh, more cosmetic. We'll do all kind of topics, statins. It goes on and on. So you can go onto our Facebook page and kind of get an array of uh, healthy living topics. That's awesome. That's great. Okay, well, make sure you share this episode, like it, rate it, um, share it with your friends and subscribe. Thanks so much for listening and I'll be talking to you all soon.